you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside, from a distance, the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Uh, another day, and it's raining, so we're all I know. definitely, we were locked inside before, but now we're super locked inside. Yeah, yesterday actually wasn't that bad. Um, mm-hmm. The weather here was decent, so I ended up getting in a really nice walk with the family. Uh, today, not going to happen. No, although, not so much. Although... I've got to get the dog out at some point. So mm-hmm. inevitably I'll get out there. It'll start pouring in. <laughs> I say you sooner know. may be better than later. I mean, we're when it rains, right it now. pours <laughs> literally, mm. literally um, today, just kind of a fun show. Uh, as Fabs mentioned on Tuesday's show, he sent Eddie and I uh, copies of the Wonderlick test. So he and I both took the test. Actually, Fabs took the test. All three of us took the test. Um, and then we are going to do a uniform draft because all these teams are putting out new uniforms of the Browns, the Bucks, the Falcons, uh, the Rams all have new uniforms. So we figured why not just draft what are our favorite NFL uniforms 
uh, of all time. We'll do a four round round robin snake draft uh, based on our Wonderlick scores. So uh, whoever gets the, whoever has the highest Wonderlick amongst the three of us, we get the first pick, and then we'll do a snake draft from there. Uh, because why not? Because um, we're running out of things to talk about. And by the way, by the way, yeah, yeah. What are these teams doing, Marcus? What are they doing with <laughs> these XFL kind of jerseys? Like we can we I, can talk about that. Eddie, get him involved too. Yeah. And Atlanta's jersey, the only good one was the one I that Calvin Ridley was wearing, and that was like an old look. The other ones are just like like that one that. We could talk about it, but like the red that bleeds in them. What are they doing? Like the Jaguars tried that a few <laughs> years ago and no one liked it. Uh, yeah, the, the whole gradient thing is weird. So, um, yeah. but speaking of which, let's uh, talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murphy, are you, are, how are you feeling? Let's just talk about the Wonderlick. How are you feeling after this Wonderlick thing? I, you know, this is going to be an interesting show because uh, I, Fab sent me the test. And I was like, okay, like I, in my, past uh, you know scholarly life i've taken a test I had, to, I had to take a test to get into my high school so i had to take every saturday morning i was take before the before i obviously was admitted to the high school i was taking uh like six hour saturday classes and then i eventually got in it was a great school proud of myself whatever and then obviously we all know to go to college you got to take the sats the acts you take mm-hmm. practice courses so i thought the test portion of my life was over but um, <laughs> as a person not bragging but as a person went to a decent high school and a decent college i'm like okay i I think I could I could handle this wonder like and I don't know if it was the time of day like I just you know was recording <laughs> the BFP and I'm like let me just sit down and do this I, I I obviously did not look at any of the practice uh, I mean any of the questions I didn't take any practice tests or anything like that and uh man my brain was just like scrambled eggs and then <laughs> and then by the time I realized that you're supposed to like skip questions to move along because I was spending way too much time trying to get them right and then mm-hmm. I'm like oh I could skip and then I'm like checking the timer and it was like you know nine minutes and 50 seconds and I'm like great I answered like 20 questions like it was just it, it was it snuck up on me it was it's almost it's funny in a way it was, i'm glad i did it I, I needed to like exercise my brain somehow uh right. during this quarantine but man um and then i guess my ultimate conclusion from taking this wonderlick test and i know that we've uh, either you know talked about you guys who've had awesome scores on this test or guys that have mm-hmm. had miserable scores in this test and uh my answer is it does not matter to play NFL football. So, um, <laughs> so we should get rid of it and we should not care about it at all. I don't care if you had a, a hundred, like a hundred percent perfect score or you got a zero on it. I don't care because it does not mean anything. I think smart people could screw up on this. I think uh, not so smart people could do pretty well on this, but it has no bearing on football. So just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking that same thing. With the, uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick reportedly has the highest yeah. score. Yeah, sure. forty-eight. Yeah, that he has the reportedly the highest score ever on it. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll get into that a little bit more. We'll do our draft as well. But uh, in the meantime, let's do a little bit of news. Let's do the news. All right, uh, first big story, Cliff, Kings, Cliff Kingsbury, I can speak, uh, says he expects Kyler Murray to take a big step in 2020. Uh, Fabs, all I can say is that this is just adding more fuel to the already out-of-control raging fire that is Kyler Murray's rising ADP right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, of course he's, he's <laughs> going to take the next step. They just traded for New Hopkins. Like, I mean, <laughs> where else is he going to go? You know, last year he averaged right around 17 fantasy points per game. You would think that the next step from a fantasy perspective is to hit that 20-point mark. 
And, you know, last year, the guys who hit the 20 point mark, you know, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, uh, Stafford actually averaged almost 21 points per game before he got hurt. Dak, uh, Watson and Lamar Jackson. He's going to get into that rarefied air. I have him ranked third among quarterbacks right now behind Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. It's it's an absolute no brainer. And if they go out and add any more weapons to that offense in the draft, (laughs) that offense is going to be fun to watch, man. It's going to be so scary, potentially. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was hoping at the end of last season that maybe we would get some sort of, you know, draft value on Kyler Murray, but that's long gone now. So, yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I would say he'll probably go fifth round in a lot of a lot of drafts. Uh, mm-hmm. No worse than the sixth round, though, because at that point, people are going to start going after quarterbacks uh, right. after Mahomes and Jackson have been drafted and they're going to go in the Jackson tell home leagues will go in the first round but in leagues with uh experts quote unquote like ourselves i mean third round fourth round Mahomes yeah. and jackson will be off the board yeah yeah i mean so now i'm gonna have to figure out where to get quarterback value elsewhere i guess josh allen maybe you'll find it my friend you'll find it it'll be there yeah it'll, yeah, be, it'll there. be there no doubt um other news Falcons say they are very comfortable with Todd Gurley's health. They have agreed to the deal with Gurley after, uh, you know, after he was let go by the Rams. Now, he hasn't had a physical yet. Now, according to GM Thomas Dimitrov, he seems to be okay with it. He seems to think everything's going to be fine. Uh, look, we all want Todd Gurley to be healthy because if he is completely healthy and in that offense, he can again be a top 12, top 15 running back. Um are, are you comfortable with the Falcons saying they are comfortable uh, enough to, you know, say maybe spend what a third round pick on Gurley? I, I mean, I don't know how they can say they're comfortable with his knee considering as you, you can't examine him. I mean, I mean, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sure they got the most late, uh, the, the latest medicals on him uh, in terms of the examination of that knee. But I mean, when did that happen? So of course they're going to say that they just gave him, uh, you know, gave him a contract. <laughs> oh, it's at $11 million. I believe somewhere in that ballpark and the volume is going to be there. But I feel like Atlanta's going to draft a running back and not that he's going to put a dent into Gurley's touches to the point where he's not going to be an RB2, but they're not done at the position. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they draft like a Cam Akers or, or maybe a Dylan, you know, we'll see. And mm-hmm. Gurley overall is going to be an RB2 and he's going to be this. It's really I mean, if you think about it, Marcus, it, it had nothing's changed. Right. Last year, right. what was he? Risk reward RB2. Right. And. Some people thought he was on the higher end. Some people thought he was sort of in the middle of that RB2 tier. But nothing's really changed. When you draft Todd Gurley, you are you are getting into a risk-reward scenario. Yeah, and I guess you're right. Nothing nothing really has changed except, you know, he's wearing a different uniform this year. So uh, we'll see how he goes. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, third round, is that about where I would you're say, looking at right now? Yeah, I would say third round. He, he's going to be in that same sort of tier as like David Johnson, who's going to be another – Risk reward on right. too. Somewhere yeah. in that area. So, yeah, top 30 pick. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Zach Taylor says AJ Green is fully healthy ahead of the 2020 season, which is the polar opposite of his 2019 season where he was not healthy at all. Uh, we didn't see him on the field. Uh, again, sort of same same question. I mean, the Bengals say he's healthy. Do you feel comfortable enough to you know maybe make him a wide receiver, too, on your fantasy squad this year? <laughs> I'd really prefer that he was a three because I want to alleviate some of the risk because he's mm-hmm. not played very much over the last couple of seasons. He's had the, the lower leg injuries, which can be tricky, and he, he's not getting any younger. He's mm-hmm. going to have to gain a rapport with a new quarterback in Joe Burrow. At least that's who we all expect to be the quarterback for the Bengals in 2020 once the right. season starts, hopefully sooner than later. And so I, 
as a wide receiver too, he'll probably get drafted as that in some 12 team leagues in 10 team leagues. I feel like you can get him as a wide receiver three sort of on the higher end, but again, it's, it's a risk reward proposition. I, I, I he's certainly not a top 40 pick uh, as he had been for so long during his career. He's going to be one of those players that if you get him and he knocks it out of the park, Mm-hmm. that's going to look, go a long way to helping you get to the fantasy playoffs. But if you do draft him and he sort of falls apart, I don't want to be leaning on, on him as more than a, a third wide receiver in that respect, because I don't want to take the hit uh, should green fall prey to injuries again. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is a case of, I mean, past we've talked about sort of roster management and roster construction. And this is one where I think if, if you decide you want him as a, as a wide receiver too, right? That's where you've got to make sure that whoever your wide receiver one is, is a guy who's going to be consistently productive week in and week out. I mean, that's, that's where maybe you go with a Michael Thomas at the top and then come back around because at least if green is not consistent, you know, that you, you know, you're not going to necessarily bomb at your wide receiver position. I mean, what, what's a, what's a reasonable projection for green this year? What 800, 900 yards, Maybe six touchdowns, something like that. If is that, you want to stay on the conservative side, yes, I, I would mm-hmm. think so. I, I think you can get somewhere. And, and remember, I mean, Tyler Boyd had a good year. They have they have depth at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They have John Ross. You know, Auden Tate was pretty good last year. Right. You, you would think they're going to do something in the draft at tight end because uh, Eifert signed with the Jaguars. So there's there's a lot of miles to feed. Joe Mixon's a really good pass catching running back. I feel like Joe Mixon is pushing his way into the back end of the first round, potentially once we get into the summer months, but uh, 60, I'd say if you get 70 catches between nine and a thousand, 900 and a thousand yards and like mm-hmm. six to eight touchdowns, I think that's, that's a pretty good projection for AJ green. And if right. he goes anything more than that, it's just great. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that he's likely going to catch catch passes from Joe Burrow, but uh, and keep in mind that this is AKA lying season here as we get to the draft. But the, according to the Bengals front office and, and to Zach Taylor, they are keeping all their options on the table when it comes to Andy Dalton. And one of the options includes possibly keeping Andy Dalton around. I mean, got to have a backup, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, I was gonna say, are we, are we buying this that they're going to keep Andy Dalton around or is this just kind of like smoke? Uh, I mean, I don't know what this does. I, like if does this like maybe get somebody to, to offer them draft picks for Joe Burrow potentially? Like, I don't, I don't really understand what the the benefit of saying that is. There's no way they're not taking Burrow. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, the, imagine the backlash in Cincinnati. Oh man, if they didn't take him. <laughs> Because listen, Andy Dalton was a nice quarterback, but right. he's Andy Dalton. You're not winning championships with 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 the red rifle. Uh, we've seen that. So we've seen that. Yeah. Could New England potentially be interested in training for him? Maybe. I mean, there's some teams out there that could potentially use it. But and Cincinnati could also decide. Well, I mean, Dalton's going to be a high price backup, and we're going to use him to mentor Burrow. And if Dalton would accept that role, maybe that's best case scenario. Uh, you know, but. I mean, to be honest with you, how many spots are available now around the league, right? At the quarterback, I mean, people are trying to figure out where Cam Newton's going to go. Right. I mean, and, Cam and, Newton, and Jameis Winston much. are still out there, you know, like, well, I don't know. Right. How, I, I know. Adding Andy Dalton to the mix is not going, it's, it's going to make 
the I guess the the backup where I mean you've got you have more supply of quarterbacks than you have demand for quarterbacks right now. Yeah, and if you think that the Chargers are going with Tyrod, much like we've seen reported, right. well, then that they're. LA doesn't have an opening and new England is the biggest opening at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. So across the league, there's backup jobs potentially available. I think Jameis Winston would be a great fit for the Steelers, but not in a starting role. And if Dalton, uh, if Dalton remains in Cincinnati, again, I don't think it's a worst case scenario because I don't see Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback in the league at this point anyways. Yeah. And he mentors burrow and, um, you know, if Burrow falters, then maybe we see some red, some of the red rifle. But at this point, Dalton, this is what he is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just that just feels potentially awkward, right? That you've been the in quote, quote unquote franchise quarterback in Cincinnati for all these years, and now all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we just want you to sit on the bench behind this rookie. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, it's happened before. It just feels mm-hmm. awkward. Yep, no doubt. Um, in Indianapolis, Naheem Hines reportedly is expected to get quote plenty more action this year. Uh, we saw him last year. I mean, obviously, he was the pass catching back. He was the guy that was on the field when the Colts needed to move the ball quickly when they were in their their hurry up offense. I still like Marlon Mack. I think if he can stay healthy, um, and I think with Philip Rivers there, I think there's potential for Marlon Mack to to have a big season. But I, does this put Hines on your radar as maybe a late round draft pick now? Yeah, I mean in PPR leagues, which is typically what everyone's playing these days. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he'll be a late round pick at best. But you're mm-hmm. right, Marlon Mack. As long as he can stay out of the trainer's room and, uh, you know, he, he's had some, you know, small you know issues with with injuries in the past. I think he is a top 50 pick. In fact, in my latest uh, mock draft, he was right at the end of the fifth round. He's going to be in that RB2, RB3 sort of uh, tier. And Hines, as you mentioned, the Colts are behind. He's going to be on the field, pass catching option, but he's not going to make a massive impact. There's no question about that unless Marlon Mack goes down. Even as a rookie, you know, Naheem was pretty decent. Uh, right. If you look at his, if you look at his numbers, because he saw he saw some more about opportunities um, due to injuries ahead of him on the on the depth chart. But Naheem Hines, I mean, he's he's kind of like Gio Bernard, basically. He's just a young Gio <laughs> Bernard. Sure. Right. Um, yeah, who, you know, Gio was pretty much a non-factor last year in Cincinnati. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, last bit of news. The Chargers say they are, quote, still very high on Justin Jackson. Obviously, Austin Eckler moves up to that number one running back role. In theory, Jackson moves into the number two spot. Uh, you talk about injuries. I mean, this is a guy who has struggled with injuries in his relatively short NFL career. Uh, I mean, your feelings on him. I feel like he's another kind of late round dart throw, you know, add for depth sort of guy right now. Yep. And best ball option too. people are going to be all on him on best ball as well, because, you know, should anything happen to Austin Eckler and Jackson would see a massive increase in value, but the chargers might go after a running back in the draft. They, they very mm-hmm. well could and add a little bit more depth and maybe Justin Jackson's third on the depth chart uh, when, when we're uh, having a discussion about this backfield in, in, you know, the next couple of months. So right. Jackson to me, certainly draftable. And a lot of people out there think he could end up being a sleeper because remember how the chargers did utilize both Gordon and Eckler, uh, not so much last season, but in the season before where both of them had value, clearly Gordon was an RB one and Eckler had some standalone value as well. So there are enough opportunities. And I remember in the interview that we did with Austin, uh, a few weeks back in the studio before, you know, the world came crashing down around us. <laughs> he had mentioned that in terms of his touches, like he wants to get as many touches as he can, but he also wants to make sure that he takes care of his body. And that, mm-hmm. it, so I took that as the chargers are not going to overload him. They're not going to mm-hmm. give him, 
you know, the the workload of a Derrick Henry in the second half of a season where he's touching the ball 30 something times. That's just not going to happen. So there should be right. some opportunities left out there for whoever the backup is. And Justin Jackson right now is that backup. Yeah, so uh, again, all things to keep an eye on. You're right, though. If they if the Chargers draft a running back, which certainly is possible, then mm-hmm. then you know we will revisit this whole conversation. Yep. All right, that's yep. pretty much everything you need to know. Well, that was the news. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty, right? Let's, let's, this is, <laughs> Eddie let's, is so nervous right now. Let's do this. Look, I I will say this. Uh, I this went through. <laughs> I got. I I was surprised by the number of questions I got to, uh, whether or not the majority of them, the answers are correct. That is still up for debate. So now, Fabs, you, we gave you all of our our answers. Yep. You went through and scored the tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first, I, before before we reveal the scores. Um, I'm just curious, were there, were there any other, were there any questions in particular or like, or types of questions in particular that gave you guys trouble on this thing? Or was it Eddie? the whole thing? Um, <laughs> I think I, I was spending too much time. Well, I finally realized, I think it was around like questions like 17, 18, 19. I think there was a couple of math questions there. And then, but so the math stuff, cause you have to do the actual work for it. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. I'm a piece of paper. And then I'm like, wait, am I reading this question the correct way? Like I miss, am I missing like a trick within the question? And then I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, three minutes just went by. So I got to move on to the next stuff. So I would say around that range with like any kind of math question, because you are second guessing yourself the entire time. Like, am I just, am I skip? It's not, a, this is not a simple division question. Am I skipping something within the question? It's like a mental warfare when you're doing this thing. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it is. Go ahead. Uh, so the when you look at uh, online descriptions of the Wonderlic test, mm-hmm. it says that the average score is around twenty to twenty-one. There's fifty questions. Okay. okay, and I agree with Eddie. There's there are certain questions where like you're like, wait a minute, this seems too easy. Yep. Is that the correct answer? Yep. I yep. need to look over this again. What my philosophy was, and I didn't look at the test. I just took it. The math questions I skipped over completely. I like let me get the, <laughs> let me get the easy stuff first. Let me get that out of the way, and then I'll go back and I'll get into the math stuff. So that was what I did. And um, should I reveal the scores? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm curious. The yeah, yeah, contents, contents, content. I don't care what I get. So <laughs> Marcus, Marcus got. He actually got through the most questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, got through, through 48, 48 of them. You got 48. Wow. Yeah, how many did I get? How many did I actually get right? 38. Wow. So Good you stuff. did you did pretty well. Wow, Great. okay, cool. You did pretty well. First round grade. I got through 39 questions. And I got 36 right. Wow. But I missed a lot. I missed a lot of the math stuff because I felt like I didn't want to spend time trying to figure it out. I wanted to get through as many questions. And I mean, I only got through 39. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. Eddie did the fewest questions. He only answered 23. So that's do the math. It's a, a little less than half of the questions. Yeah. But Eddie got 22 of those 23, right? Oh, so all right. basically your, percent, your percentage is amazing. So I knew it's taking too much time. So he did <laughs> so he did well in terms of how many questions he got correct, mm-hmm. but he was the lowest in terms of the questions that he actually answered. Mm-hmm. So in all, I feel like 
if Eddie had a little more time, he would have done, you know, he, he would have done well, he would have done better than average. And then Marcus and I were, were pretty good in terms of our scores, but it's fun, man. Like I'll actually tweet these out and people can, can take the test themselves and then I'll tweet out the key to, to the answers and stuff. I mean, hell, what else are we doing, man? But when I took it, when I took it, when I, and I started seeing stuff and I'm like, all right, this is easy. This is easy. This is easy. This is easy. Math. Okay. Gonna wait. This is easy. This. So I tried to get through as many of the easy ones as I could and then go back. And maybe it's just my, my like uh, obsessive compulsive. I wanted to like, make sure that like everything that I did answer was, was correct. Or at least I thought it was. And I think that's why I missed 11 questions because I just didn't have time. Cause my, my timer ran out. Yeah, I think that's a big thing too, because like at some point you start kind of you start looking at the clock, and then that's yeah. when the, the pressure yeah. ratchets up. Nightmare. <laughs> Eddie. Nightmare. Right, well, Eddie, Eddie, you made the point though, right? Like we were doing this. I mean, we were all just at home, really, with nothing to do, with with no actual pressure on us, other than you know maybe our pride. Like this, this wasn't <laughs> like. I mean, you're you're talking about like. You talk about people taking this with their their job prospects online, yeah, right? Like that's a yeah. that's a whole different level of pressure. <laughs> when, when we when we um, Marcus, uh, myself, and you were at the combine last year, and like I I remember going by, uh, and I'm assuming that's what it was because it, if you walk through the halls of Lucas Oil, it says like testing begin, like please be quiet and like walk this mm-hmm. direction. You see these guys like I mean top level guys, the guys that went early in the first round, like in their like Under Armour or whatever brand it is, they're wearing like their skin tight shorts and tank tops, and they're coming in this like uh, makeshift classroom. They they put in like in the underground part of Lucas Oil, and they're taking this test. And it's like I don't. I, I'm assuming. I mean, maybe a couple guys looked at a, a one or two practice tests or like the type of test this is. But for the most part, they're either finishing up with school or they're dealing with working out and like pre- prepping for their drills to impress these coaches and GMs. That they're not really looking at the Wonderlake thing. So you're putting them down like a piece of uh, paper and a pencil and you see this test and it's like, oh, 50 questions, 12 minutes. And like you said, like you start playing like mental games with yourself because you're running through like, oh, all right, I can handle this. Even some of the math early on is easy. And then you see one question that is kind of a trick question and you have to then you start second guessing like oh are all the ones i just did are all trick questions or the future ones and then and then you're screwed because then you start thinking about the clock and the time so yeah i i really feel for these guys that are that are going there like basically cold and taking this test when they're focused on a million other things besides this wonder like and i just don't see the correlation to it but that being said fabs i think it was a phenomenal idea it was super fun and i honestly may set aside 12 minutes later today and start from. Start, do it again. i'm gonna start yeah. from 50, i'm gonna start from 50 and i'm gonna go the opposite direction because i didn't come close to finishing them and see how i did <laughs> i won't but like marcus said i won't look at the clock i can't look at the clock at all i'll have someone else i'll have like a beeper go yeah. off something i can't look at yeah it. yeah right that, right math math was never my my favorite uh oh, subject same, same no. here. In, in well, i think i think everybody kind of would agree with that <laughs> which maybe we shouldn't so, uh, we maybe we shouldn't uh admit that considering i mean it's like know, so it's a good thing we don't have jobs <laughs> that involve lots of math back man Oh man. Um, <laughs> all right. So now that we know, uh, so we can set up our draft here, our draft order. So I guess it's what's me, then Fabs, you, and yeah, and, and Eddie. Yep, exactly. It's a snake. It's a snake draft. So you know, so that'll so so the rules are a snake draft. Uh, we set the order, and then you can draft any particular uniform from any specific era of a team, right? So like, if you just want the Bucks creamsicles, if you for whatever reason love the you know the Patriot, the the Pat the Patriot uniforms or whatever, you can draft those. What have you? So. Mm-hmm. After careful consideration and trying to figure out where you guys may potentially go, uh, my first pick overall 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the the Chargers powder blues, but like the, the current ones. The, the older ones, I think, are okay. The ones that they currently wear is kind of their alternate uniforms, I think, are the better ones. So I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go current Charger powder blues. Wow. Okay. See, now, yeah. I, I, I would have gone with the powder blues from back in the day when they had the number on the helmet. I think mm-hmm. those are those are awesome. Okay, so, so uh, at, you're up. At number two, dude. You know where I'm going. You know, you, you don't know, know where I'm going. No, 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 I, no. Don't all right, don't say it because I don't want you to throw it because I got some dirt. Because I am a homer, okay, and I do believe this. The mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys royal blue jerseys from back in the days of Bob Lilly. Oh, that's okay. A good one. Yeah, those are freaking awesome. Okay, yeah. and the and they wore those kind of when I started to become a Cowboys fan mm-hmm. somewhat like Danny white wore them. Tony Dorsett wore them. It's the Navy blue. I'm sorry. It's the Royal blues, not the Navy mm-hmm. blues that they have right. now. Those jerseys are awesome. And the Cowboys never bring them back. And it, I don't get why, because it's the best jersey <laughs> they ever had. It makes no sense to me. Some of their throwbacks are really cool. Other ones suck. These jerseys are amazing. Roger Staubach wore them. They they don't bring them back. They don't they don't wear them now, which sucks. But I'm gonna go with the Cowboys Royal Blues back in the 1970s. All right, uh, all right. So Eddie, you got two picks coming now. All right, my first one. I think it deserves a a first round selection. It's a classic. It's old school. People across the country love it, no matter who they root for. Very simple. The black and silver of uh, the Oakland Raiders. I got to take that. Yeah. I got to take the Raiders home. Um, my second pick, I'm going to go. <sighs> okay. This is uh, against my fandom, but I think <laughs> phenomenal jersey. I know, I, know, I know exactly where you're going now. And I think that this color is arguably the best color to wear in football. And I wish this team would go back to them. Um, but they, for some reason, change the shade of the color. I know you're where you're going. And say I I'll, I'll, I'll let you say it. I'll let you say it then. The Eagles Kelly Greens. Exactly. The yeah. Dude, the those jerseys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's, and actually, those, they, those they they, with the helmet too, even. I, yes. I, I love it all around. It's awesome. They actually, uh, when Mike Vick was the quarterback of the Eagles, they, they had, yeah. they wore yeah, them. They and them I'm like, mm-hmm. why the hell did they not keep these? Mm-hmm. That It's such a great, a great uniform. Um, yeah, no doubt. And hell, I mean, I, I actually like the Jaworski era uniforms better than the crap they got now too. So, whatever. <laughs> right. so, so I'm up now and, and I'm, I, I tell you one thing, I'm, I'm learning things about myself that I, I guess I kind of already knew. Uh, number one, blue is my favorite color. Number two, I'm stuck in the damn eighties and it's the, it's the, the Houston Oilers, the, the Potter blues. Ooh, yeah. yeah nice. Those are nice. Those right. things are awesome. There was, um, uh, a few weeks ago was Earl Campbell's birthday and all over my Twitter feed was happy birthday, Earl Campbell with mm-hmm. pictures of him in the Potter mm-hmm. blues and video of him running against teams in the Potter blues. And I'm like, this just made my day a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah. I love awesome. those uniforms. I yeah, love those them. are pretty cool. Those are pretty yeah. sweet. Um, all right. So I got back to backs here. Uh, I think for my second round pick, I'm going to go with, I mean, you're talking about blue jerseys here. Um, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions throwbacks, the one that they usually break out for Thanksgiving. Really? Wow. Okay. Silver helmets with no logo on the side. And just, it's just basic. It's simple, but it's clean and it's pretty. I think the the blue jerseys with the gray pants. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Lions throwbacks here. Interesting. Um, 
So then my third round pick, I, I, I've got a couple ways I can go. And I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one because I think otherwise Eddie might take it from me. <laughs> um I'm gonna go with kind of the the mid 2000s the Giants um, where they had the, the blue jerseys with because they had the gray pants with the red piping the, yeah. that little bit of red really really set it off a little bit mm-hmm. and then with the the NY logo on the side of the helmet that I thought was really cool as opposed to like when they had the the Giants you know with the the Phil Sims era but just that NY uh, on the side of the helmet I thought made it really really cool for some That's- reason I now have. I have three blue uniforms, but okay. <laughs> That's interesting that you uh, that you go that way because I think a lot of Giants fans like the reverse, and I'm not sure if it's the nostalgia reasons. Although I guess they won twice at Eli, so I'm not sure what they want. This <laughs> they want the Sims like LTR ones, but they, I think a lot of the fans want similar to what their color rush one is now, the white one with the blue number and the red piping. They want the mm-hmm. blue jersey with the white number, the red piping with the, the stripes and the sleeves, like where it has the Giants written across it with the underline on the helmet, and then like they go back to the white pants the white face mask um i think it's hard to screw up with the giants color scheme but i mean i don't think you can go wrong it's a good pick i also i also think you know being a baseball homer here because i think what what i love about the dodgers uniforms is that it's the blue and white but they have the red, the red and just yeah, a little bit of red just mm-hmm. like it's a pop and i think yeah. the giants sort of did the same thing with the red piping yeah all right so so first off um i i'm between two jerseys here and they're both in the same division so if you guys want to maybe guess before I get into that, though, the Buccaneers basically went back to the jersey they had, what, five years ago? Right. And which they shouldn't have changed to those awful jerseys they had before. But I was very disappointed that they didn't do anything creamsicle. So I'm not into the Bucks jerseys. Uh, I, I've seen them already. <laughs> They're not new jerseys. Is that a and helmet like, reason, though? Just uh, maybe you guys know more. Is that because I, no, I've change? heard about that thing, too. I know. Yeah, I've heard about that thing. too. I, I don't know, dude. Just – Go back to the creamsicles. Anyways, they're never going to do it. And then, and then Atlanta, I said it quickly, like uh, at the top of the show, Calvin Ridley, he wore the best one. The other ones, I'm like, yeah, they're okay. Um, so at number eight, okay, this is the eighth mm-hmm. overall. God, it's hard between these two. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins Teals from back Ooh. in the greasy era. Mm-hmm. Those are badass. And when the Dolphins wear those now, everyone on social media says, why don't the Dolphins bring these jerseys back? Everybody. <laughs> nobody likes the dumb Dolphin they have right now. Nobody All likes right. it. Nobody like, except for the guy that drew it, nobody likes it. Okay? If they go back to that old Dolphins with the gray face masks, right? And mm-hmm. the T. Oh, dude. Those are, as Dave Damashek would say, glorious. So I'm going Dolphins teal. But it was close between this one and another one. So I'll see if you guys pick that other one. All right. Uh, all right. So Eddie, you're back to back here. Um, okay. I think because I went to, um, I guess, home uh, color jersey, I'm going to go with a white one here. And it's really the only – well, actually, no, I'm lying to you. I'm going to go back to back white. First one, NFC West. Marcus, your favorite team. I think the 49ers, mm. the white one with the black mm. – Drop shadow on the number. Oh, those are terrible, oh. Eddie. Like the like, like the like the Deion Sanders era. The ones that they just brought they back this, this year. Those the are one, terrible. I love those. The ones they just brought back, and like Dave always points out that they have they don't have gold in the uniform. They just have the gold in the helmet. I think right. those look clean. I love those. And then the other white jersey I like. If you mix the Chiefs white with the red pants, the red helmet, I think that's great. So I want to go 49ers 
uh, and then uh, I'm going to go Chiefs away. So I have two home jerseys, two away jerseys. So that yeah, you're going with the Chiefs white jerseys, white jersey, red pants, red helmet. Red yeah, pants. okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah, it's funny because like you, know, you mentioned, like the Niners did wear those in the Super Bowl this year. Like it literally is that I think of Deion Sanders, like when he was with the 49ers uh, and they won a Super Bowl. Um, they wore those. They wore those uniforms that year too. And that's I just always remember Dion in that in that uniform there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Fabs, your 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 final pick. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised it didn't go. Uh, Patriots, the red, the, red the Patriot. Red. Those are awesome. That mm-hmm. like. I get it. They had a lot of success with the with the Elvis logo, but dude, yeah. those red jerseys are so much better than anything they've ever had. Their white jerseys during that era are better than the jerseys that they have now. No question about that. But those, the pat, I wish they'd go back to that. The Elvis logo, whatever it is, what it is. I don't think it's all that great. Pat the Patriot, red with the white and blue stripes on the shoulders, with the white numbers, uh, blue piping around them. Uh, awesome. Those are those are tremendous. Well, I'm going to I'm going to finish this draft out and I've I've gone all blue so I might as well keep that theme going. Um I'm going to I'm going to dip back into time and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills of like the like the the 60s like the early ones. Like, I like this jersey. When it, was, yeah. when it was, you know, the the blue jersey with the white pants and when it was just the buffalo on like the not red the buffalo. running buffalo. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. red buffalo just kind of standing still. It looks sort of majestic. Um and uh, I always kind of dug that uniform. I dug that logo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bills. Uh, so Bills Mafia, right. give me some love. So, OJ Simpson loves that. <laughs> You'll probably see him talk about the, it on Twitter. It is the point. like the OJ, the OJ uh, yeah. style uniform. So they you have know, the white helmet too. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You know what we need to do. We'll try to get these out. Maybe we can have our photo team do some, put something together, throw it out yeah. on our social media, and then you guys tell us which ones we missed. Which yeah, yeah. exactly. So so here here's here's the ones that were on my on my list that I didn't pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Chargers Royal Blues during the Dan Fouts era, which right. I talked about. The Atlanta Falcons Red Jerseys di- during the Steve Bartkowski, William Andrews yeah, those era. Are, those are sweet, yeah. The Seahawks in the 70s, Jim Zorn, yeah. the, Steve Largent, the Blues, okay. those were right. awesome. And the Cream Sickles, because I just think those jerseys are so unique and mm-hmm. so much better than what they have now. And then – um I actually also have the Cowboys whites because like Oakland's silver and black that the Cowboys white with the blue numbers is, I mean, those are just, they're iconic. So, So, and the Cowboys always remember the Cowboys always have worn white. They've been that one team in the league that like, their white jerseys they wore during home games and then the white jerseys they would wear, wear during road games nowadays because the teams that are home like to wear the colors. But back mm-hmm. in the 80s, teams would try and force the Cowboys to wear the navies. And Eddie, mm-hmm. you remember this because the Giants would wear their blue jerseys at home except yeah. for when the Cowboys came to town. Then they would wear the whites and the Cowboys would wear the navies because they had some kind of thing where the Cowboys weren't as good in the blue jerseys or something. So, but. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a couple of mine that, that, that were just off the list. Uh, the, the 60s Rams, like the Roman Gabriel, the white jerseys with the white and blue helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those. I always like, I, I like the Jets uniforms from like the sort of like the 70s era Jets uh, where they had like the, the white jerseys with like the green on the sleeves a little bit and the football Jets helmet. Uh, as opposed to like the airplane, um, I like those as well. I'm sure I think there's there's a couple more out there, but those are the, the those are two that I also had on my list that uh, I thought about 
thought about the Colts. I think have always been sort of a clean look too. I think their blue jerseys, uh, again, me with the blue jersey. Oh, the, the other one. I missed, I missed the Raiders white jersey. I think the Raiders white jerseys mm-hmm. with the silver pants are, yep. are pretty phenomenal. And and the Vikings back in the seventies during like the Tommy Kramer era where they had the purple jerseys with the silver face mask, uh, the mm-hmm. gray face mask. And they didn't have the the shoulder pads. It was on the sleeves where the yellow and white stripes were. Those were really nice, too. Yeah, yeah. The only other ones I could think I would throw in there, uh, and Fabs, you mentioned the one that I do love that I feel like not a lot of people talk about is like those those older Seahawks ones, I guess, large. And I, I remember from like Ricky Waters mm-hmm. wearing them, silver pants with the blue and green, uh, like the neon green stripe on the side, the blue jersey, silver helmet, blue face mask, and those are awesome. Yep. And then uh, the other one is, I guess it's, I'm not sure if it's new. It's a take on. It's a newer take on an older jersey, but the the Saints, the white ones with the gold numbers instead, they wear them as like a yeah, cool. color rush. I like those a lot. So I should even mine out. It'd be those uh, three uh, colored home jerseys and the three white away jerseys. So I mean, obviously, what spawned this was all the jerseys that have changed. So we haven't talked about we. I, I, Fabs, you kind of gave did. us your basic thoughts on the Falcons uniforms. Obviously, you're not a fan. <laughs> not except for that black, the black one that Ridley wore. The other ones, dude, like right. they're going. It's like XFL. I don't like. I don't like seeing like any writing here underneath the, the front. I don't. I don't. I just okay. don't like that. I don't know. Maybe because mm-hmm. I'm a because I'm just like a traditionalist. I don't like that. And so, right. like when the Browns did, I didn't like it. Now when Atlanta and they're doing the ATL thing or whatever, like I guess if they did like combinations, maybe like there could be some combinations that are like decent, right. but eh, not dude. It's too XFL ish, man. I just I'm not into it. I you know I I kind of like them. Um, I don't like the gradient ones, like the ones that the red that fades into the black. Nobody that, does. I don't think that's that's no. a little weird to me. But I think you know, like I kind of dig the ATL. It's different. It's new. I think it, what I also honestly think this is all setting up for. Um. It's slowly preparing us for a time when the NFL jerseys start to have advertising on them because that day is coming, right? Like the NBA has already gone there. Um, so I think I think if they start putting stuff up there, we all just get used to seeing something up there so that like one day a team will like very quietly sneak an advertisement up there and we'll be like, oh, yeah, we're just used to seeing stuff up there. That's my that's my conspiracy theory for the day. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's just it's with uniforms. It's so tough nowadays because everyone just makes fun of the old school ones are basically just plain jerseys and you had like a sleeve stripe. So when you try to change <laughs> up the take on that, you end up getting like all this negative feedback and uh, like they want to add the side stri- up the jersey, like that continues from the pants and then riding the ATL on the collar. I think there's like they had potential to be better than what I think they kind of came out with, especially because you've seen jerseys in the past, the all black with the Falcon on the sleeve and like, uh, and like Fabs was talking about the red C Barkowski ones. Like those are awesome. The red helmets are awesome. They brought those back. Um, I think if they like, I don't know. I don't, I think they try to appeal to this younger crowd and maybe like Mm -hmm. a newer generation of fan, but I don't think it's really hitting with any younger people. I think a lot of the, the the best Falcon jerseys we've already seen, like, I don't know, the ATL thing across the top could have been, I think it was shrunk a little bit. Maybe it's okay. Maybe get rid of the sides, like the side uh, stripe on the, on the actual Jersey. Then you're, you know, it's a little bit better than what it is. The gradient one can't, can't help you there. That's just, uh, I don't know <laughs> let's, that hope, let's hope the Browns learn from the mistakes of these other teams and just go back to what was great. The Brian Sipe era jerseys, the Browns, the whites with the orange pants. You can mix it up a little bit because I'll tell you one thing. I, I have friends who are Browns fans, you know, a, a lot of them, believe it or not. And they all clamor to get back to those jerseys. And if the Browns did that, that would be a home run for me. That would be the white, 
the Browns white jerseys with the orange pants are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, like, I mean, the fact that they've sort of painted themselves into a corner by having their colors be brown and orange. Like, there's only so much you can <laughs> actually do with this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, um, is the Browns, is there any other teams that are coming out with new jerseys now? Well, the Patriots no? said they're doing a tweak on them. On them. They're one of the seven teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They, um, they, I mean, yeah. This isn't, this isn't football, but I mean, part of not having baseball seasons, we don't get to see the Padres' new uniforms in action. I know. The Padres, but they went back to their brown, which I thought was pretty cool, but we don't get to see them right and now. And that's a pinstripe <laughs> jersey too, right? The home jersey yeah. is a pinstripe. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It, looks, it looks pretty cool. Hopefully yeah, we'll I mean, have baseball like the, soon. But. Yeah, it's 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 close to sort of the like the Dave Winfield era Padres, like way back in the day. Oh, so. man. Those but, are the uh, Gary, Gary Templeton, you remember him? Yes, Gary if I ain't starting, I ain't departing. They, That's uh, right. And yeah. wasn't it Ozzie Smith played for the Padres before he, he what, was he yeah. traded? Was there a trade he was, that he for, was? For traded. I don't remember. Like, I don't remember who it might have. It might have been for Templeton. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he yeah. was a Padre early in his career, and they traded him, and then he mm-hmm. goes on to be a Hall of Famer with the Cardinals. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like that was that was a fun show, guys. Yeah, man, dude, I love talking jerseys, man. I, I absolutely love it. But I, I, I mean, people already know this. Like in terms of my music, in terms of my my uniform uh, likes and dislikes, dude, I am firmly stuck right in the eighties, man. I, 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 I don't care. I love seventies and eighties. I await Dave Damashek's response. I'm sure this will make its way to him at some point. He being mm-hmm. the self-appointed uniform monitor. Uh, I'm sure he will have some takes on this. So, he yeah. he lost all credibility to me yesterday, though. And it wasn't even on the show because we talked about the Bucks and Falcons. It was something he tweeted that he says that he enjoyed the Steelers. I'm sure you guys remember this one. The Steelers, the, um, black and yellow. But the, the Bumblebee the, jerseys? The horizontal stripe. And he goes, I was a fan of those. And I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, I mean, he's like, I'm not a homer because I didn't like the other alternates, like the ones with the, mm-hmm. yeah, the yellow numbers and the yellow helmets. But the the, the horizontal stripe, Bumblebee, I mean, that is. I'm not into the Bumblebees. No, the prison jerseys just don't do it for me. It's like he just, awful. His, his, you know, degree in uniform studies is just out the window now at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, that's it's, those are awful. They look it's like, tough, they look like it's tough, uniforms. Man. We're all sitting at home. Maybe the brains are screaming <laughs> a little bit. And you just had a had a lapse of judgment there. <laughs> oh man. So all right. I think that's it. We are done. We appreciate you listening and downloading and watching as well. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate review and remember T-Rex's hate push-ups. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you on Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.